Welcome to episode three of From My Mind to Yours. I'm Kiana, a licensed associate professional counselor in the state of Georgia. Join me each week as we talk about my life, mental health, and how the two collide. In today's episode, I will be talking about stress management. This is such a relevant topic and was sent to me as a request through DM. As a clinician that is in supervision, working two jobs, and in private practice, me saying that I often have stressful days is an understatement. The busyness of being a parent, student, employee, and a business owner can often be stress-inducing, and many of you are doing all of these things simultaneously. Let's talk about how to gain a healthy balance of your life utilizing stress management. Let's start by answering the question, what is stress? Okay, let's define it. I know we all have varying definitions, but I'm going to start with the definition directly from the American Psychological Association. Their definition says stress is any uncomfortable emotional experience accompanied by predictable biochemical, physiological, and behavioral changes. Now, I know that can sound like a long, boring definition with a lot of technical terms, So let me give you a more simpler definition. Stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or demanding circumstances. Okay, so those are two technical definitions. But what is stress to you? Let me talk about what stress is to me. Stress is having five bills to pay and the money for two. Okay, stress is my Wi-Fi crashing at 11.45 when I have a paper that's due by midnight. Stress is having a job interview at 10 a.m. and getting on I-85 and it's an accident stopping traffic at 9.30. Okay, let me put it real simple. Stress for me is deciding if I want a side part or a middle part when I get my install. Okay, so stress is many different things to many people. But let's talk about how stress can be good and how it can be bad. So can stress be a good thing? Yes. You may have heard or been familiar with the term fight or flight response. This is also known as a stress response. Okay, stress can act like a protective mechanism that warns you when there's danger. Okay, it gives you a natural reaction, tells you when to run. So stress is like a vital warning system. If your brain perceives some kind of stress, um, it can send that announcement to your body, flood your body with chemicals, and get everything moving. So it can help you accomplish tasks more effectively and efficiently. It can boost your memory. And a lot of people meet their daily challenges and are motivated by stress. You yourself or you may know people who say they work better in stressful situations. They work better under stress because it puts the pressure on them they need. Um, You may think of someone who waits to the last minute to complete their papers in school. Um, Some people, stress is a positive thing and it brings out the best in them. So those are some examples of when stress can be good. But now let's talk about when stress turns into a bad thing.
Okay, so when is stress a bad thing? Too much stress or the mismanagement of stress can lead to physical health-related issues. So let's talk about some of the health problems that can occur if you do not manage your stress properly. Heart disease. Stress can directly increase heart rate and blood flow and cause the release of cholesterol into the bloodstream. So stress can lead to heart disease. Also asthma. There have been many studies shown that stress can worsen asthma. There's also been evidence that suggests a parent's chronic stress may even increase the risk of developing asthma in their children. So if you think about a woman that's pregnant and she's overly stressed during her pregnancy, that can lead to asthma in the baby. Obesity. A lot of people stress eat when they are stressed. I've been one of them. When you're dealing with a lot or you're overwhelmed, you may eat more than normal. So stress can cause obesity as well from the overeating. Diabetes. Stress can worsen diabetes in two ways. The first way being that it increases the likelihood of bad behavior, such as, again, unhealthy stress eating or excessive drinking. Secondly, stress seems to raise glucose levels of people that already have been diagnosed with diabetes. Another health problem is headaches, migraines. Stress is one of the most common triggers for people who have headaches and migraines. Accelerated aging. And we've heard this before. Stress can age you sooner than you would, and especially on the physical side. You may see people who have a lot of bags under their eyes. Their skin begins to wrinkle very prematurely, very early on. Stress causes that those physical issues to your skin, your eyes, etc. There is evidence that stress affects how we age. And lastly, premature death. There was a study conducted that looked at the health effects of stress by studying elderly caregivers. It was found that there was a 63% higher rate of death in those people that had higher levels of stress than those that did not. Okay, so you may be saying, well, if there's good stress and there's bad stress, how do I know the difference between the two? How do I know when I'm crossing over into what's unhealthy? So your body will let you know when you are struggling and dealing with too much stress. Here are just some of the warning signs that you may experience. Inability to concentrate or complete tasks. So you may find it hard to do what you need to do, whether it's doing your job, um, doing the household chores, cooking dinner, watching after the children. You may experience some difficulty with that. Next, you might get sick more often with colds or the flu 
um, stress can make you more susceptible to illness. You may experience body aches, headaches, irritability. You're more highly aggravated. You're more highly annoyed and irritable when you're dealing with a lot of stress and you have a lot on your plate. You may have trouble sleeping or trouble staying awake. So it can fall on either side of the spectrum. You may be someone who finds it hard to fall asleep. Or no matter how much rest you get, you may find it hard to stay awake. Changes in your appetite or losing your appetite. And lastly, being more angry or anxious than usual. So again, you're more easily set off. You're more easily frustrated. That may be because you're dealing with a lot of stress. So here's the part you've been waiting for. Let's talk about some tips for stress management. Let's start with this one, understanding your stress. How do you stress? Okay, as I've mentioned a couple times in this episode, stress looks different for everyone. It's not a one size fits all. Different things cause stress for different people. So it's important to understand what it looks like for you. It's important to take the time to think about what are some of the things or people that stress you. Is it work? Uh, Is it coworkers? Is it certain assignments, certain deadlines that cause you stress? Is it your home life, your family? Um, Do you feel more stress once you're off of work and you're at home? It can be one of many other things, but recognizing what that is for you will help you to begin to manage that stress. Here's your next tip. Be assertive. Many times we're stressed due to miscommunication. Clear and effective communication is the key to being assertive. So assert yourself and ask for what you want and need or explain clearly what the problem is. If you assume that people understand or you don't make it clear what you can do, what you cannot do, that will lead to stress. And saying no when you need to say no. Many times we take on way too much and then we're stressed and the only person we really have to blame is ourselves. I've had sessions with clients and they will laugh when they say, I just don't know how to say no. And when that happens, I stop it right there because that is not funny, it's unhealthy. You have to know how to say no and you have to communicate assertively because when you don't, that will open the door for people to take advantage or put more on you than you can handle. Because from their point of view, it looks like you have it all together because you never say no. So again, be assertive and communicate clearly your needs and wants. Next, reduce the noise. Technology is big these days. Many of us are attached to our phones, our iPads, our laptops, 
They're literally connected to us like a ball and chain. The constant stimuli that's thrown at us all throughout the day, every time our phone chirps or rings, and we have an alert of a text message or a DM or a tweet, that can cause stress. It's very important to find a way to slow down and log off. How often do you take the time to get offline and be unavailable? I know this personally. I used to be someone who I was never off work. Even when I was at home, if I got an email, uh, if I got a text message or a phone call that was work related, I would still attend to it. I had to learn that once I left the office, the office was closed. No responding to emails and no answering calls. That's a part of self-care. So it's important to make time for some quietness every day where you unplug, you turn your phone off, and you just take time for you to breathe. It may be to read a book. It may be to meditate. That's something that I begin to find the time to do each and every morning. I start my day in meditation so that I can center myself and find some peace to start my day with. And I can say that I'm much better for it. So that's the next tip. Reduce the noise and find some quiet time in your day. The next two pretty much go hand in hand, so I'll put them together. They're manage your time and create boundaries. The creating boundaries aspect goes back to when I said you have to learn to say no to be healthy. So managing your time. Let's use the example that you have to be to work at 9 a.m. You have a friend that calls you and asks you to take her to the airport and let you know that she has to be there at 7 a.m. When you think about the traffic in Atlanta, you know that if you take her, you will likely be late to work. So manage your time wisely. Saying yes to that request when it is really outside of your limits of what you can do is going to cause you stress. You're going to be stressed trying to get to her on time and get her to the airport on time. And then you're going to face more stress sitting in rush hour traffic and trying to make it to work on time and not getting in trouble for being late. So that one request and mismanaging your time will cause you a lot of stress. So that's why it's important to create boundaries and know when to say no. Creating boundaries is very important. Boundaries are the set of rules that we create for ourselves. It's like the fence that protects your home. Your boundaries protect you. They outline what's healthy for you and what you can and cannot accept. So knowing your boundaries are important because that will help you to manage your stress levels. At work, at home, and all relationships, whether with friends, family, or loved ones.
So what's my last tip? Go to sleep. Another sign of stress is lack of sleep. Are you getting enough sleep? Chances are the answer is no. For teenagers age 14 to 17, they should be getting at least eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. And for adults, it's seven to nine hours. Are you getting that much sleep? Are you losing sleep over something that's stressing you out? Whether it be a relationship of present or past tense, uh, you may be stressing and thinking about a stressful situation at work or that you're dealing with and that's stopping you from getting the amount of sleep you need each night. You can find that it's hard to sleep if you are ruminating. And ruminating simply means that you're thinking about something very deeply and you may be thinking it to death. You're thinking too much about it. And that may be the reason it's hard for you to get some sleep. But getting sleep is necessary and that's another way for stress management. So here are some ideas to help you get some more rest. If you're someone that watches TV each night, set the sleep timer on your TV so that it cuts off automatically at a certain time. If you know you want to go to sleep by 10 p.m., set the timer for 10 p.m. Put your phone on Do Not Disturb. So at 10 p.m., switch your phone over to Do Not Disturb so you don't get any text messages, you don't get any DMs, you don't get any alerts. Also, if you're someone that gets in bed like I used to do and you just scroll Instagram or you just scroll until you fall asleep. But the next thing you know, you look at the clock and it's 2 a.m. and you're still scrolling. Stop scrolling. Put your phone away. Turn it off when you get in the bed and close your eyes and go to sleep. Here are some tips if you find that harder to do than most. Melatonin is a natural way to get some sleep. You can get that at your whole food store, any health food store or pharmacy. Drink warm milk, drink hot tea. Watch a movie with Ben Affleck in it. Those are usually boring. So watch a boring movie before you go to sleep and that can help you get some rest. But if you wake up each morning tired, stressed and angry, it may be because you did not get enough rest. So get enough sleep. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to episode three of From My Mind to Yours. I hope you found this episode on stress management to be informative and entertaining. If you or someone you know could use additional support working through stressful situations and finding a healthy balance, I'm here for you. Here's how you reach me. You can contact me on the website for my practice at www.agapetransformation.com. Again, that's www.agapetransformation.com. You can send me a message directly on the website to set up an appointment. You can also find me on psychologytoday.com. And you can find me by searching my name, Kiana Powell which is K-E-E-A-N-N-A, Kiana Powell, under the Find a Therapist option. Once you find me, you can call me directly through the site. 
Lastly, you can message me right here on the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and I will see you in the next episode. Until then, be well.